Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. New York State's 3rd Congressional District House Representative George Santos grew up in New York City. He attended the prestigious Horace Mann High School, graduated in 08, and then he went on to go to a New York City college called Baruch College, where he graduated in 2010. But that doesn't make any sense. How could he graduate high school in 08 and a four-year college degree in, in, in 2010? It doesn't add up. And that's because George Santos didn't go to Horace Mann, and didn't go to Baruch. These are lies. So now, as the House Representative of New York's 3rd Congressional District, who is this mysterious House freshman? Now, George Santos' love of lies have been made public and have been unraveled in the past few months after this was originally uncovered by the New York Times. It doesn't even seem like we've scratched the surface. When reading an article that tried to track every single one of his lies, I stood there and sat for an hour and barely made a dent in the page. So we could sit here and try to tell you every single lie and shady action that Sanders has committed, but that would take at least an hour of this podcast. So here are just the big ones. As Josh mentioned, he lied about high school and his college education on his resume, which he submitted in his campaign proposal. And it seems like he only has obtained a high school equivalency diploma or a GED and did not attend any college for any period of time. The lies extend to his work career too. In the bio on his campaign website, he said that he worked for Goldman Sachs. He said he worked for Citigroup. Yet in statements, official statements from these companies, they said they had no records of them employing him. He said that after the 2020 campaign, he'd worked for a company called LinkBridge Investors um, as the full-time vice president of the company. Yet the founder of LinkBridge said that Santos was just a freelancer, helped with a couple projects, and didn't do that much. Definitely was not the vice president. So in addition to not working at all for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, he also lied about the level of involvement he was in with LinkBridge. And after failing to win office in 2020, he worked for Harbor City Capital. Now this is true. It has been proven that he has worked for there. The problem is Harbor City Capital in which Santos claimed he was doing legitimate work and had, to quote Santos, record returns, the SEC in 2021 accused Harbor City Capital of being a Ponzi scheme that stole up to $7 million of investments from their clients. And Santos worked with them during this time. It gets even better. After he left Harbor City Capital, he forms his own company called DeVolder, an investment company. Yet, the records show that they had no public website, no LinkedIn page, no social media. In the financial disclosure for his campaign, it didn't list a single client of DeVolder, yet they claimed profits and revenue in the millions in less than one year. Seems pretty shady. So in addition to lying about his education and his work on Wall Street and other financial organizations, he has made consistent lies about those around him and in other parts of his life. He claimed that he worked with puppies and other animal uh, organizations to rescue these dogs. And he started GoFundMe pages to raise money to save these animals. 
And it has been shown that he's just taken this money and used it for his own benefit. It goes even farther. He's lied about his personal life as well. He became the first openly gay, non-incumbent Republican to be elected to Congress um, when he was elected in the 2022 midterm elections. And in his campaign bio, he discussed his husband, who he lived with, and his four dogs. Yet, in interviews, and you know, he's, he's never seen with a wedding ring on anymore. And uh, an organization called The Daily Beast looked into marriage records in New York State and other places, and they could not find a marriage record for Santos. So it seems like he might not have a husband at all, and that he's lied about his marriage and his campaign. And since these lies have come out, he's also dodged multiple questions from news organizations, other politicians, and everyone who's been trying to find the truth. He won't answer questions about where mysterious hundreds of thousands of dollars are coming from in his campaign. He puts these donations that from people and they say, I never gave him this money. I don't know what this is about. And so hundreds of thousands of dollars are coming into his campaign that he's pledging as legitimate money, but the records don't add up. It goes even farther. Santos claimed to, to be the descendant of Holocaust survivors. He claimed to be Jewish, but then it comes out that he goes back on his word. And now he says he never said that he was a, a member of the Jewish people. He said he was Jew-ish. His roommates from a few years ago claimed that he made many anti-Semitic jokes throughout their stay. And a Twitter post from many years ago found that he wrote, Hi Hitler with lots of eyes in both Hi and Hitler, showing that he has a record of anti-Semitism as a Jew. And he said, oh, it's okay because I, I'm Jewish. He told his roommate this and people on Twitter, but he's not Jewish. According to him, he's only Jew-ish. So it's very clear that George Santos is a pathological liar. He lied about his you know, business affairs. He lied about his personal life. He lied about his education and his experience and his heritage and lied about everything. And this has really pissed off the public. Twitter, as it does, went on a storm. And now his disapproval rating is at an abysmal 83%. That means 83% of Americans on average disapprove of him. That's bad. That's kind of wild to imagine that's such a high percentage, considering the fact that to get so many Americans to go and hate a politician, it's difficult because you you know you can get all, all the Democrats that hate a Republican, or you can get all the Republicans that hate a Democrat, but to get Republicans and Democrats alike to hate a politician, it shows that it, this extends beyond his political beliefs. And to just dislike him as a person, because we can't trust someone to be our political leader when we have no idea who they are. You know, you're right. The Republicans do have issues with him. He represents district in Long Island, New York's third congressional district. And the representative from the 4th District is also a Republican. His name is Anthony Desposito. And he has actually introduced a bill called a No Fortune for Fraud Act. Basically, it would prohibit lawmakers who have violated public trust from profiting with book deals or media appearance. So in response to his neighboring district's House representatives fraud, basically, this other Republican from Long Island is introducing a bill that's going to prevent Santos and then people like him who lie and have been convicted of crimes, if Santos ever becomes convicted of a crime, from profiting. So it's very clear that members of his own party dislike him. On the other side, House Democrats have introduced a resolution, a bill, they introduced it last month to basically expel him from Congress because his, his continued patterns of fraud and deception became threat to the, the LGBTQ plus community, to the truth and, and efficacy of the Congress of the United States. But many leaders of the Republican Party in Congress do not want him to resign 
because this would cause a special election to elect a new politician to the third district. And this could possibly lead to the Republicans losing this seat in Congress. So they're holding on to him for the votes and ultimately are keeping a fraud in office. So what's it's, it's actually been interesting is he's been trying to move on, right? He, he said in interviews, he just wants to continue and represent the people of, of you know the third district. And he introduced a new bill to cut taxes and to partially undo Donald Trump's tax plan, basically a tax bill. And a lot of Republicans actually liked the tax bill. People liked it. They thought it was good. Not all, not the biggest Trump supporters, but some people liked it. Yet many Republicans said they were not willing to support the bill because he was the sponsor. They liked the content, but the fact that he was such an untrusty, untrustworthy guy and he was behind it, they, they could not support it. So that really shows that, you know, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt him whatever way he does it. You have Republicans like Mitt Romney who openly go to George Santos on the floor of Congress and say to him, you are a liar and I don't trust you and I don't think you should be here. And because of that, it creates a system where Santos is having a very hard time in Congress making action. So not only is he not trusted by other politicians, his constituents, the entire American population, but now that mistrust is causing him to not have really any say in Congress, and he can't get past these lies because there are so many of them that no one's willing to let him go. The interesting part about it is reporters are trying to figure out what's the actual truth. And they don't know. They don't, you know, it's hard. Some records say he did this and some records say he did that. Various claims. Some people think he's 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 34, while some people think he's 33. It's it's very confusing because there's no consistency in his message. He, you know, in, at some points he said he went to Horace Mann and graduated in 08, but at other moments he said he he lived in Brazil in 08 and hadn't graduated high school yet. So, you know, what is the truth? That is what everybody's trying to figure out. And and because he's been such a large liar, the House Ethics Committee opened up a broad investigation um, to, to investigate these lies, and they're trying to look for potential parts of the law that he's broken. So this investigation, which was opened up today, Thursday, March 2nd, aims to find the lies and potential criminal offenses about his financial records in his campaign, and also regards a recent sexual assault misconduct violation that was reported by someone who was potentially going to work for him as an aide in his Capitol office. But the most likely violation or lie that could bring him down are his election finance violations or misdeeds. You can lie about a lot in this country under freedom of speech. We have you know, pretty general freedom of speech here. The only thing you cannot lie about is much of your finance stuff. You can't submit fake forms. You can't lie in your forms. You can't lie about the money. And if you do, the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commissions, the Election Finance Commission, they'll come and they'll throw the book at you. They'll charge you with fraud. You can go to jail, federal prison. That's not a position I'd like to be in. And that is what's most likely to happen to George Santos. It seems pretty clear that no matter what he tries to say, you know, backpedal on his lies, create new lies to cover them up, he spun himself too far into his web of lies, and this committee and others like it are slowly untangling him. And at the center, who knows what lies, but we'll have to see. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. 
If you'd like to find more of us, you can look at us on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. You can find us our website, the youngperspective.net. Thank you everybody for listening. And remember, this was the young perspective.